Listening to Skip Intro, I'm Lee Chui Lin in the studio with me today, Ian McNally and Bahe Yusuf, and we're talking about this film. Okay, so um, if you don't speak Mandarin, um, <laughs> then what you just heard was a little bit of the trailer of The Bravest, um, which is, you know, I'm not, I didn't watch it, so I don't think I will set up the story. Um, why don't one of you guys take it? Well, it's based upon reportage about the Xingang port oil spill uh, that was named The Deepest Water is Tears. So it's based on a true story, but I'm not sure whether it's the subtitles or whether they actually just changed the name slightly for our, the, the, the movie. But our subtitle said Bingang. Yeah, so that was... <laughs> okay, fun. Sure, fun. fun. Sure. I, like, it wasn't until we started recording that Ian asked me, because I really thought it was Bingang. Yeah. I was like, sure, <laughs> that's a weird name for a town, but I'm not, you know, I, hey, who am I to laugh at other people? So uh, to give you kind of a, a foreshadowing of what to expect later, the film was one of seven films made to present audiences with gifts for the 70th anniversary of the People's Republic of China. My oh. Chinese isn't great, so I could only find three of these. Wait, hang on. It's a gift? It's like, yeah, they, the, the government funded it. So I had to like. pay for the gift? Yes. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> so it's China's part of China's Pride ter- uh, trilogy. And basically, it's all about firefighters. After incorrectly and in- unclearly making a decision that costs a fellow firefighter's <laughs> life um, on the scene of a fire. Uh, Li Zhang Liwei is essentially demoted, sent to a fire station out in the middle of nowhere where his daily job is basically picking up like pigs that have spilled from trucks. The local uh, oil port has a fire break out and it starts to snowball into this bigger and bigger thing and all the firemen from his old elite unit are brought in. There's the kind of... St- stereotypical disaster movie thing of you've got the kind of local guys who run the plant who are hiding some information because they're afraid people won't go in there. There's what would usually be the hero characters, but in this case, it's like the party and the upper echelons of the fire brigade are like really cool and not weaselly as you would normally get in these kind of movies. And they've got to figure out how to stop this whole place exploding with the force of 20 atomic bombs. Yeah, so... Sorry, I was giggling earlier because... Bing gang. Uh, no, it wasn't that. We were, I had gotten past that. <laughs> but also, no, because at, there were numerous points throughout the film where Ian and I would turn to each other and go, which one is this guy again? Yeah. Because, I mean, not to play the stereotypes, all Chinese people don't look alike, I get it. But they all had buzz cuts, they were all in uniforms, they were wearing helmets, they were wearing fireman jackets. So I really could not tell who was who. I face this problem perennially with movies of this type, where it's a bunch of men in uniform. I I do have this problem, so I I completely get it. Okay, cool. Okay, so, I mean, is this movie then built on... Because, like, if, if we're talking about... Atomic bombs and, you know, firefighting. It tends to be a movie that really plays on heroics and spectacle. Oh. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. Heroics yeah. abound. Ah, yes. Spectacle abound. Yes. There's a lot of fire in this. I know it's a movie about firemen and yeah. that should go without saying, but my goodness, there's a lot of fire in this movie. Um, there's so much fire that you kind of wish there was less of it. Like it is literally just people fighting fire for almost the entire movie. I think yes. there's maybe two scenes Car- yeah, was a that are like of scenes not that were, related yeah. to the fire at all. Yeah, and for the most part, like there's a, the, the initial explosion you get to see where it's a restaurant going on fire mm. and they basically, they miss something that caused an explosion. It's pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. And I Yeah, I have story issues with that particular moment only yeah. because I'm like, I didn't think he did anything wrong to yes. cause the other person's death. I mean, it was just... <laughs> So, you know, no, look, you're a commander, I, right? I was asking him, I was like, where's Captain PTSD? And it's like, oh, he's over there. He's got a scar. And he's yeah. like, why is everyone angry at him? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. it, it just seemed like the flimsiest reason to get angry at this commander, right? Yeah. So th- they had put out the fire. He no, saved a kid. Technically, no, hang on. They did put out the fire. The fire was out, right? And then they were going to go in to investigate. And it seemed to be part of protocol. Nobody was questioning him. So it's cool. He, the rookie goes in. Um, unfortunately, there were still hot spots, which was, which is bound to happen in a fire, that reignited, blew up a couple of things, and kid dies. And you go like, okay, it happens, firemen. When it comes to storytelling and the patriotism and patriotic music, this thing is as subtle as a sledgehammer. Yeah. But... The action is kind of well done. It feels at times like Chinese Michael Bay. Like oh, cer- no. Absolutely the Chinese certain Michael moments Bay. where even though I didn't care about any of the characters or was like, conf- you're not that confused over what's going on. The fire can't hit these chemical tanks, otherwise everything goes. Yeah. And they've got to stop the main tank, which is on fire, from overspilling the fire into everywhere else. Mm. You can get all that. But there's a shot of like a highway where all the people are stuck on heading out of town and the fire brigade's coming the opposite way. And you're like... You go, guys. Like, punch in the air kind of business. Socialist party forever. Yeah. <laughs> on the flip side of that, there is one guy who is, like, a bit shaky until he looks at the crest of China on his helmet. Yeah. And then he's like, I can do this. I can do this now. Well, that's an old trope, right? It's the yeah. Kung Fu movie thing. No, you get beaten up yeah, and then suddenly I'm, it's like, rally. I'm going to jump in only because this feels weird and funny for us because we don't see it very often. Yeah. But when the Americans do it, we all go like, oh, you know, <sighs> we roll our eyes. But mm. We do a show about it on Independence Day. Of course, yeah, we do. But and, and so it's not out of the ordinary. I don't think this movie does it worse or better than anybody. It's just, it's, it's, it's different to see it from someone else. And it's so much. Yeah. Well, no, you know, speaking as somebody who hasn't seen this movie, probably um, might, might, might might give it a miss, TV you know. Uh, yeah, someday. Okay. But um, as somebody who didn't watch it and listening to it, I'm like, yeah, no, that just sounds perfectly mm. recognizable. I think um, it's not as if uh, we haven't seen sort of heroes of the country type movies. It's just yeah. normally, you're right, it's not normally, you know, any other country aside from the United States. Mm. But aside from that, the tropes are all there, right? Yeah. It's like the mm-hmm. fallen hero, then the fallen hero gets a chance at redemption. And in the midst of all this, you've got flags and crests. and not you so know, many flags. Not so many flags, though. Yeah. Oh, just oh. crests? Yeah. Just crests. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they decided it looked better. Yeah. I don't know. You've got your third act difficulties that have to be overcome. You've yeah. got your plucky guys trying to figure out a way out of shutting off the oil. Yeah, You've yeah. got the guys who eventually run out of water and just like link arms in front of the fire. <laughs> 
<laughs> that sure. was great. Yeah. They were like, we're not going to let the fire through. Let's just us eight people link arms and maybe that will stop fire. You know what it sounds like? I mean, like people often use the phrase like movies made by committee. This doesn't sound like that. <laughs> this sounds like movie made by algorithm. No, no. This but is think, by it's movies made by the committee. Like the, 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 of the it's communist capital party. C, capital C <laughs> yeah, committee. But it really sounds as if it's just like, what do we need? Yeah. Let's just yeah. plonk, 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 yeah. plonk, plonk, and I, then boom. I will say, uh, and this is something I mentioned to Ian at the end of the film, that something that was, I found rather surprising only because it's not something I assume, uh, an Asian country would do. Like, There's no way on God's green earth will Malaysia do something like this in the sense that the people in power, or say the power plant, the, the oil plant, he's a member of the party. They, they quite clearly stated early on. But he also very early states it on that he is not, giving them all of the information because he's afraid people won't do their job. Yeah, he's this, he's almost like the snivelly capitalist because he runs the oil port. Yeah. Whereas the real committee members are yeah. there trying to solve the trying problem. Trying to solve the problem. And there's a lot of conversations about, you don't. it actually happened twice to the yes. point I was confused about this. They had the same conversation with the same guy where it's like, if he says, like, if I told you the whole information, you wouldn't go into the fire. Yeah. He's like, you don't know what firefighters are. You don't are, know what man. firemen are made of. And Beautiful. also there was a there was also a thing about like I mean I read this as like an environmental thing because so they, they the firemen had to drag a pump out into the the coastal site right to to drag to drag more water up and the pump keeps getting uh sort Damn. of clogged up with debris with trash and rubbish so they keep saying like oh if we didn't have so much trash I we could do this better oh all these fishing nets that people have thrown so it was just like ah oh, Environment. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I have a small tangent here about uh, submarines and jellyfish. Did you know that jellyfish are a huge problem for submarines because really? they get caught up oh, in wow. certain parts of the world? So I had like this hope that you were going to say got clogged <laughs> up by jellyfish. No, but then that's like blaming the environment. This sure. Is the same, yeah. Blaming nature. Yeah. 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 That's not. All right, so we're going to close this off, but I, I can't tell. Usually I can tell. This time I can't tell. Did you guys like this film? I would have liked it if it was a little bit shorter. There's like, yeah. there's, I mean, there's so much triumphing against adversity that you get tired of it. You get pretty adversity. They do the the practical fire effects are really good. It reminded me of uh, that re, the the prequel to the thing they did, the, the movie, the thing, mm. where it was essentially they had cool on set things and then they added awful CGI on top. There's one guy dies and the flames don't go over his face because that would look even more fake. Mm. Like they just stay on his body and it's like you probably should have just cut away from this. Yeah. Their reach exceeds their grasp at a few points. Yeah. And I think that kind of took away from it because all the onset stuff looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, for me, I enjoyed myself in the cinema. You know, it was, there were enough action bits to, 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 to make me not want to walk out. Mm. I wasn't annoyed as a, as a, as an audience member. I, you know, the story was fine. You know, there was, there were moments of just pure, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, pure manufactured, um, like heroism. Yeah. So there was one point, one of the, one of the rookie guys sort of picked up a fire hose, um, to sort of save his crew, his troop. And these fire hoses, you're supposed to hold up two or three guys. So he holds the power, right? So he, he turns it on, the hose slams him in the face and sort of, you know, knocks him, knocks him like out. the crap out, right? The thing was, the, the shot was shot in such a way where the three people not to my right laughed. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. But the problem was that, so he he does that, he gets knocked out, he falls out, and everybody goes, oh, get up, get up. And then so there's this slow motion of mm. him just climbing, you know, standing up, bringing himself up to his feet. And my thought was, the only reason you got there was because you're a dum-dum. Yeah. So there was that manufactured 
and heroism, it, not out of pure heroism. Also, you know what? If you're if you guys are fighting a fire and prioritizing that, maybe someone else grabbed the host. I, I don't well, know. They just, were all trapped. They were it, all trapped. But it, but it's, the kind, it's the kind of thing where. In a US movie, they might have had a setup scene explaining exactly how hard it is to handle these things, and mm. also set up a little bit more that he's a rookie. Like yeah. you kind of get he gets sent on odd jobs, but it never really kind of build that. Also, they just call him rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I don't even know. I, are you guys planning to watch The Bravest? Um, do you enjoy these sorts of like heroes of daily life slash disaster slash fireman movies um whatsapp us at 018-789-8899 you can also tweet us at skip intro my write us at movies at bfm.my break from monotony bfm 89.9 Hello, it is Skip Intro with Lynn, Ian and Bahe. Um, if you missed their rather lengthy and descriptive review of The Bravest, you can catch that on podcast that was in the first half of the show. Um, and since we've been talking about fire, firemen, right? Basically firemen, heroes, heroics in general, um, we thought we'd spend the second half of the show talking a little bit about the genre of disaster movies themselves, whether it's Fires or tornadoes or tsunamis. You know, just meteors. Any, meteors. Any manner of us having to triumph over this earth on which we live. So basically, um, there's like there's actually been quite a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know whether I don't know whether they're still as popular as they used to be though. I think it's something that's kind of going the way of the dodo because. There was, I, I remember growing up, like I, these airport movies I looked I looked into while researching this. From 1970, 1979, there were four of these movies. And if you're a bit iffy about flying, never watch these movies. Mm. They're all about bad stuff that happens to airplanes and airports. And they seem to be perennially replaced, uh, repeated on TV and, you know, gave me the heebie-jeebies when I came to flying as a kid. But these were some of the like highest rated or highest box office films of their time. And you go into things like The Towering Inferno, which is a huge box office draw as well. Um, those airport series, actually, it's, uh, you know, George Kennedy from The Naked Gun? Yes. Frank Drebin's boss. That whole character is basically who he plays right. in the airport series. That's right, who right. he's taking right. the mick out of. And yeah. that's where those airplane, the airplane movie came from, taking making fun of that genre. Airplane was a great movie. Yeah. Yes, it was. Airplane wanted yeah. to love it. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? But now you remember, everyone remembers airplane. No one remembers airport. <laughs> Nobody. Wait, well, hang on. Was airport a comedy? No, no. But so it was that no. was the genre being spoofed. <laughs> but there was like earthquake of the time as well. Was another one. Um, the last one I think that tried to put a new spin on it was Pompeii, which had Kit Harrington in it and was like volcanoes in. Was that 2014? Yeah, around that time. Yeah, I did not see that one. Me neither. Um, the first that I remember watching of this particular genre was Twister. Mm. Yeah, so Twister yeah. was my first yeah, and, and yeah. kind of formative in that sense mm. because um, you start to expect certain things. But maybe because I watched it then, I kind of associate it with the 90s and mm. early yeah. 2000s. And yeah. I think that's when it's sort of... Um, maybe it was functioning on the whole Y2K fear as well. You know, Just this belief that like, oh, impending doom looms upon us. And it functioned on that. 2012, we again had that like second swoop of fear. Uh, but right now, I feel like... 
I don't know, I might just be speaking for my own little anxiety-ridden self, but it feels as if the world is bad enough. You know, like on a daily yeah, basis, yeah. you yeah. see enough yeah. that you don't actually want to go to the cinema. I mean, like, Twister is a great movie, but at the same time, every year now, the US, the Midwest has at least three or four Twisters. So mm. it's kind of hard to sort of triumph over Twisters when we see this in the news, right? So it's it's that feeling of, of just... I, I think I think you're right in that feeling of there's a hopelessness with these situations, right? Dante's Peak, uh, San Andreas. I can't believe I brought that up. Well, that's the um, thing. They're only doing them now if The Rock is in them, if it's Skyscraper or San yeah. Andreas. No, but even then, it doesn't feel like it's against the environment, yeah. right? There's, there's a big bad who's held up this building or whatever, sure. But Dante's Peak, perfect example of just like trying to survive this volcano, mm. right? And Pierce Brosnan. Um Trying to survive Bruce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, those movies gave me uh, a lot of fear when I was a kid because it feels as if at any moment... The world is going the to world. murder you. I, for a long time, I had a fear of lava. Like, yeah. like I don't live near a volcano. <laughs> why, why would I need to fear this? But every time I saw that, I was like, oh my God, it will melt my hand off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's just... It, but I think because, because of the shift... I mean, I'm thinking of something like Geostorm, right? Which... <laughs> um, no, but I wonder whether... Geostorm is a reaction in that it is human controlled, meaning uh, you can control, like, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. something going on, but a human, yeah. you know, a single solitary scientist who happens to be somehow or other, I'm not even going to talk about the actor, <laughs> but the point is, like, I think it's about control. It's also about hubris. These yeah. the, the disaster mm-hmm. movies are all about hubris. You get the Towering Inferno, the Poseidon Adventures, like, I think it's supposed to be bigger than Titanic. Yeah. Titanic, Titanic. is a disaster movie. Yeah. Um, and it's all about that. Oh, yeah, I think The Towering Inferno is a classic if you haven't seen it of just like, I think it's Steve McQueen and Paul I Newman. I can't remember, dude. But everything in that is like, oh, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Turn on all the lights. It'll fry the circuit breakers. will be fine. And like, it's always like the bad guys who kind of push them to the brink. Yep. They're the ones who died. The cute kids get away. I think it's the same in the Poseidon Adventure. You know, Gene Hackman, a huge ship upside down. So they have to work their way to the bottom, bottom. of the ship, the bottom, which is now yeah. the top. Yeah. And they, they did it. I think, was it Kurt Russell or was it Dennis Quaid was in the remake in 2006? Were those good movies? I've read the book um, yeah. and the book was like, oh, thrilling. I can't imagine like, the just... book. It's so weird. Oh, the book is intense. I mean, oh. there's a lot of like really, I mean, it's 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 sort of a very cheesy book, but mm. it really works. Like I, I felt like I didn't need to watch the movie because I read the book. It's one of those things, mm. which is weird for an actioner. Mm. Do you think that we are growing out of this collectively as an audience or will there always be room? I mean, The Bravest is kind of interesting because um, it's clearly doing something else. It's not actually interested in exploring disaster as mm. such, right? It's clearly kind of off doing its own thing, Um perhaps pushing certain agendas, I don't know. <laughs> but um, but if you look at the sort of more old-fashioned, la, 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 big ship can't fail iceberg. Yeah. You know, like, are we, are we growing out of this? Is this something that you think there's still a hunger for? I think it's just that we've gotten to the point where they've become passe and now we've got disaster plus movies. So you've got, it's a disaster... A disaster plus superheroes. You know, the biggest disaster is when Thanos wipes out half of all life in the universe. Um, zombies are just disaster movies. Just they replace, mm. you know, something that might be a trigger warning for people. You know, if it's a landslide or an earthquake, that's not going to sell to people in earthquake zones. So let's make it zombies, you know? I, I mean, for me, I think on a certain sort of just level of hum- humans, I guess, there, there's a, there, we, we kind of want these, right? Because 
that to me is the only thing that will explain the Sharknado series of movies. <laughs> and and his new and I assume will be a series of movies is Tsunami Zombie. It, no, Zombie Tidal Wave, I think is what it's called. Zombie Tidal Wave. Sure. And I'm just like, there has to be something inanely in us that we want to see us triumph against the planet. Adversity powers i yeah. guess but it's not just adversity right it is the ultimate adversity uh, a volcano blowing up it's not a i must diffuse the bomb in 10 seconds kind of situation it's a just run until the until the the volcano's done you know i think it's a control thing personally yeah. I, I think we want to feel like we have some control over you know, over natural disasters which are fundamentally uncontrollable yeah. you don't know when they'll happen you don't know how long it'll last you can't really be ready for it um you know, so I think in, in movie form, we like to see mm, the mm. control coming in. So maybe I'm talking myself back into the genre. But like, I, <laughs> I, but I think I need to see something new. Yes, yeah, that's I, I need to see something new. I don't need to see another earthquake thing with families trying to save each other and all that. What was that? Wandering Earth. Yes. That was a disaster movie enjoyable. plus we're moving the earth plus yeah. long-term space generations yeah. starships. Yeah, so that was, that was a new thing to the genre, right? So it wasn't just, oh, the world is falling apart, we have to figure something out. It's the world's falling apart. And we figured out the craziest plan to get out of it. We figured out the craziest way to do it. We'll build rockets all over the world. It's really a high concept movie. That's what it was. All it is is yeah. high concept. But you kind of want that high concept, right? Yeah. You don't want just another... John Cusack in a limousine trying to outrun a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> an earthquake. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair enough. Um, tell us how you feel about this. Uh, do you still want disaster movies? Are you planning to watch The Bravest? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntramY. Write us at movies at bfm.my. 